Hi, everyone. Welcome to Sexy in the Suburbs, the podcast about love, dating, relationships, lifestyle, and all the juicy happenings going on in our neighborhoods. I'm your host, Laura Lombardo. I'm a divorced mom, life coach, former dancer for the NBA's Golden State Warriors, and now an aspiring author. Hey everyone, welcome to Sexy in the Suburbs. I am your host, Laura Lombardo, and I'm so excited to announce that today I have a guest. We're going to say in studio, not recording solo, and very happy to have her today. Her name is Erin Salvetti. She is a fitness professional, a mom of two, a wellness influencer, and also, big applause, a former pro dancer for the NFL, San Diego Chargers to be specific. Welcome, Erin. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me. Well, thanks for showing up to this fancy gig here today. <laughs> this is super fancy schmancy. <laughs> I love it. High-end professional, profesh. So I'm really excited that you made time to stop by today because I know you're very busy and kind of want to tell a funny story about how we met. Yeah. It was a while ago. I think maybe 12 or 13 years ago, I think. So we... Ended up teaching at the same dance studio in town. You were the tap teacher and I was hired on as the jazz teacher. I was the new jazz teacher and you were the veteran tap teacher at the studio. And I remember like me walking around with the owner and then you just popped in like, oh, hi, my name's Laura. Like, oh, hi, I'm Erin. And then it turns out that we figured out that we actually lived like four doors down from each other in the same neighborhood. I know that is funny. We actually, so I met you first at the studio and then our boss or the owner was like, hey, you guys actually are neighbors, I think. So that's right. From there on, we started hanging out, mm-hmm. having our wine nights. Aaron was with me, pretty much the first person that knew I was going to be getting divorced, I think. Yeah. So that was a- she's been through it a little bit with me and, and still my friend. Fun times. It was good. Yeah. I think, you know, when you... When you don't have to worry about how much time has passed or, you know, how much you've kept in contact with each other and you can just pick up where you left off. That's always been you and me. Yeah. And that's kind of a true friend, I think. And definitely I've been a pain in the ass at times. So, But (laughs) I could always actually tell you that you were a pain in the ass. So that made it nice. (laughs) <laughs> that that's a great thanks. I'll take that today. That's a good quality. Okay, so we're going to just jump into it because I love that you are she's very active on Instagram. First of all, and we're going to let everyone know where they can follow you before the show is over. And I wanted to ask, you know, first of all, I kind of know your backstory a little bit, but I wanted to know a little bit about you, your brand and how for our listeners and how you got started influencing. So, I think that to go back a few years, I was noticing, well, first of all, when Instagram first started and people were like, you know, running their businesses off of it, I still thought it was like a really cool filter for Facebook to post your pictures on Facebook. Like I had no idea what Instagram could do at the time, nor what it would become, obviously. So, but I was noticing that if I posted anything or when I was teaching my classes in real life, people would come up to me and ask me, oh, where did you get that outfit? Or where'd you get that top? Or how do I tone my arms? Or how do I, you know, get a six pack abs? So I felt like there was these questions that people were just kind of authentically and organically asking me. And so I thought, okay, well, if one person wants to know about this, then maybe more people want to know about it. And so then I kind of started noticing how people were doing it on Instagram. And so I just started posting kind of like my fitness outfits and just kind of like, okay, like here's after or before I started teaching, here's my outfit. Boom. 
And then I would post it online. I wasn't making any money. I was just kind of trying to show kind of fashion, fitness fashion inspo. And this was when my daughter was maybe, I don't know, this is like probably eight years ago. She's 10. So I feel like she was like maybe one or two at the time. And so just kind of like a nice creative outlet for me to really kind of put myself out there. We had just moved from Northern California. We actually just left the neighborhood that Laura and I lived together. We moved down to Southern California and we... I, I didn't I didn't know anybody and I had this new teaching job and it was just a nice way for me to still connect with old friends but also create new friends and uh, so it grew it's okay it grew organically is what kind of sounds like and I remember you encouraged me to get that's where I got my first idea from my own Instagram page was from you that's right yeah that's because right. I wasn't I don't remember why we were sitting there one night and you're like oh you could you could yeah. do this or it's super fun I was kind of like come on get off Facebook no, mm-hmm. no shade to Facebook no shade mm-hmm. but just but it's just that different. Was, it was a different creative outlet. Yeah, and I know you started seems like organically because people were always asking you. I know, like it happens to me sometimes, not on yeah. the same scale, but no, but definitely. Like if you have an expertise in a certain area, and then you kind of notice that people are asking you the same questions, and it's like, okay, well, maybe we just I'll put this out there. So I really just felt like I could mix what I was already doing with fitness and encourage people to move their bodies, and also like look cute while doing it, you know, like right. where are the right things that like help you, you know, motive that you feel good in a workout and what, you know, if you have a new outfit, then you're going to be more excited to do that workout. Maybe, I don't know. It's kind of a mental thing, but that's kind of how it first started. Well, and then, yeah. Were you teaching at the time? I know. Cause I also used to take your fitness classes at our gym. There's a fancy gym here in town. It's a really great club. I don't know if I should say the name or not, but yeah. So you were teaching. So you had that platform as well. I think you were, was that also at the same time that you were no, doing that? No. So I started, I mean, yeah, I was, I was starting, I was in Southern California in like 2014 and that's when I first started, but I wasn't posting, you know, very regular, you know, vigorously. I wasn't like keeping up with a schedule. I wasn't trying to like make a business out of it. It was just like, oh, let's just see what this does. And then I moved back up north. And then that's kind of where it picked up a little steam. But still, I mean, really until the last, like maybe I would say one to two years, it hasn't been like in the forefront like it has been now, especially with after COVID, I went from teaching in per- in real life for over 20 years and then completely stopping and going virtual and now I'm still virtual and going on an app. So then now my my life has really taken a virtual t- like turn and become everything online which I didn't ever ever expect. I was never a home workout person. I was never I don't know. I just it, there's a big a big shift, a big pivot. Okay, I like that word. You pivot. Pivot. <laughs> pivot. pivot. <laughs> so yeah, that's interesting because this goes back to it sounds like now that you it's blown up. You've gotten a lot more followers. So you are on a schedule. I mean, it's a business you have. I know you post, is it daily, right? You are supposed to post daily. Do I? No, but I'm trying to become more consistent at it. I'm trying to get better at keeping to my schedule, but you know, life happens and it's not my first and foremost priority. Obviously my family is, but also my fitness app. So if I have extra time, I am doing recording fitness classes to put on my app and then tying it into Instagram. So because Instagram is a great lead way, you know, it's a great funnel to lead people to my app as well. So you mentioned that it's not your first priority. So that brings me to my question about your busy mom. You have two kids under the age of 10. How's Miss Grace now? 10. 10. And Mm -hmm. your son is? Almost three. Almost three. Okay. And so what's that like, like day to day? Yeah. I mean, how's, what's your life like? You know, on the daily, it looks, of course, we see the cute posts and everything looks 
super easy for you. And I mean, I know real life is different sometimes, but Mm -hmm. you do have a pretty charm life. I have to say, I know you. And to me, you're very true, very on brand. And like, I could say you're one of the nicest people I've ever met in my life. So, you you know, a lot of the, well, it's true. But a lot of people that you watch, I feel like you can kind of get a sense if they're, it's a little bit, not fake, but kind of, I mean, staged, very curated and but yeah, mm-hmm. I was just curious. Your, you know, your feeds mm-hmm. are great. It's very inspiring. But I know there's also everything's not perfect. Mm-mm. But so, what's it like on the daily with you? Just what are the challenges you have? Well, I will say that having you know a rambunctious two and a half year old is definitely it's keeping me young. That is for sure. Like I am, I I'm more active with him because he doesn't ever let me sit down. So that's been fun and challenging at the same time. You know, you can run around and play with him. And he's such a love, but also it takes me a whole lot longer to get any sort of business side of things done. And then add that on with, I started decided to homeschool my daughter last year. So there was a lot of us in the house, like since, you know, quarantine and all that. So we kind of just have to find our, we have to find our balance. We have to, you know, share a small space with each other. So I feel like, you know, with going the homeschool route, with having a toddler, it has definitely pushed me beyond what I thought I could do. And that's been amazing. I su- have surprised myself for sure. So I, but it also comes with a lot of challenges of am I doing all the right things? Am I giving enough to every pot that I have on the burner? So yeah, there's definitely challenges in feeling like, you know, you're kind of spread thin. And I, I think just making sure you're doing everything to the best of your ability. And that's, it's hard, hard well, to do that. Speaking of, those different buckets. So let's let's get to the husband part because yeah. you have a what did you call it one time? It was an Instagram. It was like there was a cute little term for the husband that he's I forget it was something funny. An Instagram husband, maybe Instagram husband. Okay. Yeah, probably. So he's very supportive, obviously. And I was just curious. So what's that like? There's a lot of posting, and you know, I'm sure mm-hmm. sometimes it's hard to be present if you're trying to like, oh, I got to get the shot. I mean, I'm curious what that's like. How's that been? Yeah, challenges. Are there any challenges there? Or how has that been with his? Yeah, I think I think that it's funny. I do remember getting in an argument one time and because I asked him to take a picture. This was maybe like two or three years ago. And I asked him to take a picture and he's like, oh, why do we always have to take a picture? (laughs) And I remember just being like, look, you support me in doing this. So just follow through. Just take the dang picture and then I'll leave you alone. So I, I remember being like, you know, like every time I ask you for taking a picture, like I just I would love for you to just do it and just smile and just I know you're irritated by it, but maybe just try to be a little less irritated because you know that it makes me happy to do. And from then on, he literally has never said a word. He's actually the person now who will be like, oh, do you want to take a picture of this? Oh, like, let me take a picture of you there. So I will say that it's come definitely full circle with, and you know, it took a while for him to kind of understand that this could be like a business for me. And like, you know, when I started making money with it, um, was just, it was a hobby. And so he, it kind of feels like, oh, you're taking away from this moment or whatever. Let me just eat my food versus taking a picture of it, you know? So Right. I had a not so supportive partner in that arena once, or I'm not going to say which one, but didn't like the whole posting, did not appreciate the photos and the selfies. Yeah. And you know, and I think it's fun. I'm just sorry. I think it's fun to take selfies and half the time nobody ever sees my selfies, but it is. Yeah, exactly. And I think that anything that makes you happy, then your partner should fully embrace it. (laughs) Um, Word. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm hoping that we can actually do more together because he, we loved to cook healthy at home together. And it's really the brainchild behind all of the health food that we 
have at home. And so I really hope in some capacity that we can work together. I do like I do like the food post. I like seeing him and it's cute when you guys are cooking and the recipes. I didn't know he was I did not know that he was involved in that, like responsible for some of that. He, I mean, if Grace wants to know what's for dinner. She'll be like, dad, what's for dinner? Like she doesn't say mom, what's for dinner? He's, he's the majority of the chef in the house. And I am not complaining about that. He's really great at being creative and actually cooking really healthy. And so he and I have kind of created this like really cool partnership of these healthy meals and this kind of healthy, healthier lifestyle. And I feel like when you have your husband or when you have your partner supporting you, in your healthy choices, it just makes it that much easier. And that, you know, that's true. When you don't have one, you can just support yourself because I've found that out too. And that's exactly (laughs) right because you don't have any distractions too. So it's like, you're going to set, I'm going to do this. And so you do it. Well, I did want to ask because sometimes, you know, it's, it's tough. I think for girls these days and all of us, I even look at social media sometimes. I'm like, Oh my God, my life. I'm such a loser. Like everybody's in Greece or people are doing this or they got the perfect skin. I know a lot of it's curated, but it is hard not to compare and stuff sometimes compare. So I'm curious with your feet is beautiful. You have, of course, gorgeous shots. Tell me, I know everything looks, obviously it's, you probably pick the perfect one to post or the close to it. What does it really take sometimes to get that shot? Are there times that it's just chaos or is it mostly pretty much like, you know, you just take a picture and like, okay, that's good enough. Let's post it. Well, so sometimes I'll take like 500 pictures and it'll end up being the first picture that I ever took. And oh, funny. Then, so the less trying, like basically first instinct, just not trying. Yeah, sometimes. And then other times it's like, if Dante is taking the picture for me, I'll be like, oh my gosh, like I wanted this and that. And I didn't tell him that. And then, and then he'll be like, oh, well, do you just tell me that. And so then I tell him that and then he'll get it right. And then they always have to give you a few options, you know? I get it. That's, yeah. I mean, I can't yeah. imagine that's, it seems like it's a lot of work in general. I mean, so is there, speaking of this, because you inspire people, you have a lot of followers. I mean, there's great recipes, good workout tips. There's a lot of good stuff on there. Thank you. Um, Yeah. And the cute kids dance. I love the little dance videos. That's (laughs) super fun. So, but is there a flip side to it? I mean, whether it's the social media culture or anything, anything like that you could share? Well, I, I go back to one of my very favorite life quotes and it's comparison is the thief of joy. I've heard that one. I love that quote. And it is truly it. And I think that comparison is completely normal. It's like, I don't know how you could avoid it. And if maybe I'll I'll work on figuring that out. But in the meantime, I think if I find myself comparing, I will recognize that that's what I'm doing and then kind of label it. And I feel like if you're more aware that you're doing it, then maybe it'll happen less. Or if you can redirect your thoughts to a moment of gratitude or maybe just shutting down and then just kind of loving on your family that's in your house or going out for a walk or cuddling with your dog. Like I feel like if you can redirect your energy when you've noticed something happening like that, I feel it could really be beneficial. That is very interesting. And you're right. You have to take kind of a grain of salt. Like I know I've started looking at social media less, like scrolling and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I, at first of all, I'm busy and trying to launch this fancy shindig. Totally. But <laughs> just yeah. I noticed that like, okay, this is a good picture. And I know when I take photos, my kids could be literally melting down or, well, they're older now, but just complaining or mom, oh my God. And then it's like, okay, smile, boom, click. Yes. And everybody thinks, oh, what a cute, happy family. I'm like, yeah, but we were tearing each other's throats out about two exactly. seconds before that. And then exactly. I'm thinking- 
because I'm not doing it for a business purpose on my personal page. With like, yeah. why am I posting that? Yeah. Oh, because people want to see pictures of my kids. But it's not what it always. It's not what it seems. Like, yeah. you know, I was telling you about my car before you got here. It's right. been towed to two shops. It looks sexy. It's not keeping it cute. It's not running. <laughs> I was sweating in it, trying to get the AC going. I mean, it's a whole shit show. Yeah. But everybody at work's like, "Oh, you got a nice car." I'm like, "Yeah." If you only knew, yeah. you only knew. Yeah, like, I'm probably going to spend about three thousand fixing it. <sighs> I'm. What am I doing? I'm going off track. That was a left turn, but kind of along the lines of no. I see what you're saying. No, all- there's always something. You know, there's always something that we don't know. There's always some part we don't see. And I really love when people who do have a platform show their reality. You know, they'll show the perfectly curated corner and then pan over to all of the junk that got thrown in the corner. I do like that. That that brings me to a question I had for you because have you ever gotten any to- like I don't want to say toxic feedback that wasn't so pleasant or anyone you had to give a big old block to or any weird comments? Yeah. So I will say that positively and surprisingly over the last couple of years that I've been doing this, no, I have not gotten anything. That's amazing. However, there have been two. <laughs> okay, wait. <laughs> There's two. two situations, but that's it. Only two that I know of. People could be talking about behind my back. I'm sure that's happening. But to my face, only two. Wow. And no creepers coming into the DMs. Like, that's amazing. Uh, maybe once or twice, but you hit an immediate block. In all the years you've been doing this, two that said something to your face or not to your face, in your messages? Uh-huh. How did it happen? Yeah, only two. One was actually. You'll love this. I when I when Grace was competitive dancing and I posted, you know, just a picture of her either with her girlfriends, her team, or on stage. I can't remember what it was about, but a mom commented that I shouldn't have her dancing in such a scandalous outfit. And what do you think I'm doing for her, you know, upbringing and all that. So that was really interesting. Okay. Well, one, I mean, one, yeah, that's funny. Did you respond to that or did you just just delete it? Gosh, I wanted to so badly. But one time I read this book and Abraham Lincoln, whenever he would get like hate mail, he would write out all of his frustrations, just like maybe dropping F-bombs. Who knew what Abraham Lincoln was doing back in the day? But he would write out all of his emotions, like super just how it was to this person. And then he would write it all out and he would crumble it up and burn it in the fire. Sounds then, like, oh, I've done that with some exes. That's right? interesting. Then he would rewrite another composed letter and send that one. So solid advice, people. We could take a page from Abe Lincoln. Right. Don't just say it all like, because I'm Italian. I'll go seriously Italian crazy on you. If I could if I didn't control myself. That's great. That is so I've been doing Abe Lincoln thing. I you, write it you down. You didn't even know it. Yeah. I write it down. I yeah. write the crazy right to myself. And then I like, yes. don't send it. Yes. Don't send it. Get all of your emotions out, but don't send it. So I actually didn't respond because I just really didn't feel that it needed to get any more energy. And I didn't want to even entertain it. I didn't want to have the back and forth. So did I you delete it though? Uh, I don't know if I did. Or did you just it leave it there? Not. It's kind of funny. Sometimes the bad ones are my faves just because it's funny. Like yeah. if you can, if you have a thick skin, you're like, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And yeah, what's even funnier is I actually kind of knew the woman who her, yeah. Anyways, <laughs> okay. That's, well, that. that's a good story. All right. We're going to have to talk um, more about some of that offline. Okay. So there was something else I did want to ask you because again, you're into fitness. I want to ask, well, well, let's start with the influencing. Okay. What is some advice you would have for other women who might, well, people, I guess we'll say women, probably most of the listeners, but all five of them who <laughs> want to get started in influencing? 
Oh, started influencing. I think that, gosh, it's become such a saturated industry, I feel like. So I feel like really knowing your niche helps. And once you kind of know what you want to speak about, like you kind of have to think, okay, like what's the point? Like what are you, what are you doing this for? What do you want the listeners to take away from it? You know, are they going to be, is it informational? Is it entertaining? Is it persuading? And I think once you find what you want to speak about, hone in on that topic. Like I have a girlfriend who I met taking my fitness classes and she took up knitting in her over quarantine and whatever. And she's got like thousands of followers now. And she she just shows her cute self in different locations and she's just knitting. So she's like found this like knitting community who loves and adores her. Plus she's just so, she's still stinking cute and just amazing in person anyways. And I'm so excited for her because she's created this page and out of her passion that stemmed out of just probably boredom, you know, being stuck at home during quarantine. And now she's has a knitting page and I absolutely love it. It's so, it's so fun to watch. Okay. That's you, you hit on something. That's really cute. Cause I think it's true. You have to be first of all, following what's true to you and your passion, yeah. which is kind of how I got into writing. And by the way, this is a little side note. When I started writing my book, you encouraged me when I was when I was splitting up. It started oh, yeah. as a journal, and then it's transformed. But I will just announce this: it's not finished yet. But Aaron was one of my first. When you write a book, you're supposed to have beta readers, so people who read it all the way through and give you feedback. I have had a few that don't know me at all, but Aaron was one of the first to read the rough, rough copy. Rough. I'm I loved rough. it, and she actually made it through. Oh yeah, <laughs> so no, it was, it was entertaining, valuable I feedback. Loved it. But loved it. But I appreciate that I was following my passion for writing, but I think you're right. It has to be authentic. You have to really, you know, if you're trying to, okay, this brings me to what you were mentioning to me was I was kind of having a little bit of self-doubt before we started. By the way, if anyone can hear that background noise, that is my teenage son. I don't think they can. Well, we'll screaming at his games, but okay, this is, (laughs) like I said, A plus here situation. (laughs) But she, you were talking about this when you walked in because Mm -hmm. I was saying, oh my gosh, I don't know why sometimes anyone wants to listen to me. I get totally insecure myself at times and think, why am I doing this? But I really do have messages and I want to, you know, put out for women and just be entertaining. And Mm -hmm. it's been an interest. So you talked about imposter syndrome. Imposter syndrome. We all have it. I mean, here's the thing too, that I learned while I was working on on the Peloton (laughs) is that (laughs) (laughs) they have a lot of, (laughs) a lot of good nuggets there. But the instructor said that people are going to call you a fool, whether you dance or not. And it's true. Like, oh, she didn't do anything with her life. Oh, she thinks she's this. Oh, she thinks she's that. Like people are always going to put down or have something to say about people who are putting themselves in the arena. You know, like people are just, you're putting yourself out there and, you know, did it hurt that I've like lost some followers that were like real life friends? Yeah. But at the same time, if I'm not speaking to them anymore and they're getting irritated and whatever, like that's okay. But it's not going to dim my light that I'm going to shine or that the, you know, the people who want to listen to what I have to say and what I have to offer and give, you'll find those people in your corner. So I know that the words now are like, find your tribe, but that's kind of, yeah. it's true. Like I love that because I didn't even yeah. know that was a thing, imposter syndrome, but I think that's what I've been suffering from because I've been doubting, you know, I'm rewriting the book and I'm thinking, do I really have a story to tell? I know I do, but I just had a whole thing. I'm, you know, I've got a day job I'm trying to keep up with. Sometimes I'm overwhelmed. Like, I just want to say, like, fuck it. Yeah. Fuck it. But like today, you know, the podcast, the whole thing is all related to just telling stories, helping women with what I've been through, sharing. 
But mostly the book is a little different. It's, you know, a fictional tale, but it's it yeah, started but based it's on reality of people absolutely, we know. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's, you know, it all ties in together. And so you're speaking along the same lines of 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 tales you've thought up in your mind, of experiences that you've lived. And, you know, the the tribe is is there. The community is there. And I, pe- I feel like people want to be entertained because, you know, I think that mom or housewife life can be isolating at times. You think? Yeah, right? I think. Well, I know that's what it, what it was for me. Even though yeah. I was teaching dance, it, that yeah. was a little slice of fun for me. But yeah, it does get isolated. It can be. And now my kids are older and I'm kind of missing it, which is strange. Yeah. But, but I, it's a real deal. Struggle is real. That's the thing. So I didn't know that. But I think that's exactly what I was feeling. So. And it's such a normal, normal feeling. And I feel like anybody who is stepping out of their comfort zone is going to feel that at some point in time. Well, good to know. I'm not completely mm-hmm. crazy. Totally. So I wanted to ask you because you are also incredibly fit and you're vibrant and stuff. What are some of your best tips? Let's get, we're going to talk about that real quick. The best tips for women who would like to, let's just say top three, maybe for women who would like to live a healthier lifestyle. Yeah. I think that just don't overthink it. Just start moving your body. Start with walks. If you don't know what to do, Start with walking around your block. Maybe meet up with a friend and go for a walk. That's like we've met up and gone for a walk. Like that's my favorite way to catch up ever. Like if your friend asks you for coffee or you want to invite a friend to coffee, like invite them for a walk instead. Start there. Because before you know it, you'll have walked three miles and gotten girl talk. And it's like, it just fills my cup. So I love just walking even too. So true. Right? So, and I, then I think like, don't overthink it. So something is better than nothing. If you can find, you know, now you have online workouts, there's so many readily available to you. And then if you feel like you want to go into a space, because I, I feel like there's such a great energy inside health clubs and private studios that cannot be replaced with home workouts too. So I love like, you know, finding workouts that just bring you joy and you might have to kiss a couple of frogs before you find your prints. Like you have to try a couple different workouts out and feel which one feels good on your body, which one makes you feel good afterwards, which one is going towards the goals that you want to set for yourself. So I think just move. Don't overthink it and find your joy in in the movement. And really when you when you change it to, oh, I have to work out versus I get to work out. So the that, hey, that's for true. That's for sure. That's why I like to dance, but keep totally. keep it mixed up. Yeah, or mixed. So I get bored with one thing. I go a little yeah. adult ADD. Yeah. So what about okay? Those are fitness. What about maybe healthy eating yeah. type? Okay. So I think that you know everything in moderation, but including moderation. So I I love red wine, white wine, champagne. Like I I don't cut corners on that stuff. I mean, but in moderation, it's all about portion and and saving it for the you know times when you need it or want it or whatever socially but also too like enjoying the french fries or hamburger or whatever you want to do but that's like 10 or 20% of the time the rest of the time you're focusing on getting 90 to 100 ounces of water at minimum that per day. 100 ounces so if you think about it most water bottles nowadays are like 30 ounces not the plastic water bottles but like the legit you I know it, so 8 8 ounce that used to be what it was 64 but if you're if you really want to see your it's better for your skin it's better for when Does coffee count or it actually in my I have a water app and it does count, but I wouldn't count it towards it. Ugh, that's so, a lot. So I drink coffee in the morning. I do have a soda, sometimes a soda, but I try to drink at least two to three bottles of water at work, like the normal size. But so okay, yeah. So I mean I it's basically like uh what is it? 
Half but, your body. Okay, it's still, but it's more than the, they used though. to. We used to be told eight eight, eight ounce, so it's ch- maybe it's changed. No, it actually it actually is. It is supposed to be. So it's depending on how big. Oh, I see. Plus more if you're active and if it's hot. Oh, that makes sense. So like if you're a larger person, you might need a little more. If you're a smaller person, you're not right. working out. So. so I pretend that I'm 200 pounds, so I weigh so that I need to drink 100 ounces. Which she is not, but we'll, <laughs> we'll just go with that math. But I just know that if I'm not, so I'll literally, if, okay, I'll, you know, I'll get back to answering the wellness, but I feel like if there's like one little bit, little thing off with me, it's water. Like if I'm feeling off, like physically, it's water. If I'm feeling off mentally, it's water. If I'm feeling bloated, it's water. If I'm feeling drained or lifeless, it's water. If my skin is acting up, it's water. Like, I feel like it, there's so much that we don't even realize with hydration. Plus like just your skin, just like how, how vibrant you feel in the day and how well you sleep at night, like has to do a lot with water. Okay. This is good to know. Cause there are a lot of times I probably don't get enough. And I, I mean, I'm love to be like, Hey, I look a little tired. I got puffy eyes. I'm going to drink some water. Cause that's my new thing is I'm obsessed with deep puffing. Yeah. I don't know what's going on, but I do the caffeine. I do the little eye patches, the gels. This is a new thing. So. I do love the eye patches. Do you put your eye patches in the fridge? Yeah. Some of them stay cold automatically, or I have the rollers that are cold, but mm-hmm. it's just a newer thing with me. And like, I don't drink a lot of alcohol. I don't, I'm trying to eat less salt. I do like my junk food, but I don't know what it is. I'm like, I, this is driving me insane. I go to work with the patches on. I'll take them off and put the concealer on. So mm-hmm. I don't know if water, if water could help. Great. I'll try it. You know, it'd be a good thing to try. I feel like it's like, I mean, literally if like Grace comes home and, oh, my throat hurts or oh, this or that, or oh, I feel this or that. Okay. We're going to focus on your water. Let's just drink more water. And this, she, what's another word for interesting? This yeah. is fascinating. Fascinating. <laughs> no, she gets, I'm sure she and like, you know, any girlfriend that's around me, like just gets so irritated with me telling you, telling them like, just drink water. And again, I, you know, depending on the day and stuff, like I'm not perfect at it either, but I feel like just having that mindset, okay, like I need to have it around me. And so I'll carry around my little Yeti and it's 30 ounces. So I know that I have to drink it. I have to fill it up three times before I go to bed. Okay. That's great. That's a great tip because I, yeah, yeah, I might have to start doing that. Invest in a cute water bottle. First of all, thank you for saying cute water bottle, because that is everything. If you have an ugly water bottle, your plastic water bottles are not going to get you to drink more water. Just like a cute outfit gets you to work out better. A cute water bottle will get you to drink more water. I promise, promise you that. Got to keep it cute. So that, I like that. Got to keep it cute. keep it cute. Keep it cute. Have a cute lunch. (laughs) Drink your cute water. Keep it your cute water. (laughs) So wellness tips. So yeah, so the water is super huge. Obviously sleep at night. You know, you want to get your eight hours in. That's Can been we difficult. talk to my teenage son about that? <laughs> he thinks six is plenty for really? him at 18. Yeah. Yeah, I told him it's not. Anyway, that's I'm just but I'm mom, so it's annoying yeah. coming from me. I know, right? Yeah, I wish I was getting uninterrupted sleep, but my after moving my toddler out of the crib, he's like not sleeping the whole night through. So I'm getting woken up. So I feel like that is a major thing with my energy. Wait, how do you drink that much water then all day and then sleep through the night? Because I swear I'd be up like probably three times. Well, no, I mean, you don't, unless I drink tea at night, which I do love a really good, nice, like soothing cup of tea before my bed is kind of one of my bedtime routines that I incorporate. But yeah, that does make me get up and go pee. But the regular water doesn't because I'm going throughout the day. I think wellness too, like, yeah, of course, you know, have your indulgences because I feel like when I tell myself, okay, I'm not going to have carbs, which I've actually never done. I haven't followed a diet ever before in my life. But I feel like if I told myself that, or when I've tried to tell myself that, all I do is think about that. So if I tell myself, 
you can't have any Oreos. Like I'm not even an Oreo person, but if I tell myself I'm not going to have Oreos, like I'm going to think about Oreos all day, that all is, night. They've proven that with like, I don't know if it's law of attraction or something, but if they, someone tells you, okay, don't think don't about red, don't. the yeah. color red. Yeah. No, you're going to see it everywhere. You're seeing everywhere you go. So I feel like looking at food as fuel versus anything else has helped me. I'm intuitive to my body. So I eat when I'm hungry. I I try to eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So try to get up. Water is my first thing I drink. I don't drink coffee before my water. Um, I just wrote an article about the 10 things you can do in the morning. It's going to be on my blog, but I did put that's one is to hydrate first before you have the coffee. It's huge. Also for hydration, but also digestion. And like, you don't even realize like all the digestive health, like with bloating and I just, it can affect your mood because your pants are tight. And so then you're going to be cranky, you know, I kind of like my pants tight. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, but yeah, so I feel like, you know, water in the morning, first thing have, I remember my, my mother-in-law used to say like, just eat the rainbow. And it's really true. Like make sure your plate in front of you is colorful. You don't want a lot of beige you want to make sure that if you do have some beige, because you know a good chicken nugget is good every once in a while, but then you have your greens or you have it with a side salad. Or if you go out to eat and you do want the hamburger, maybe you split it with the person that you're going out to eat with and then you order with a side salad, dressing on the side, of course. Well, my McDonald's today, that was a splurge. Like, yeah. That wasn't a rainbow. Although I did get the deluxe cheeseburgers that had a little tomato in it. But that's some a, lettuce? Do have lettuce? Yes, it's Pickles? unusual for me to have that. It was like a Big Mac adjacent. So but yeah. I like that. Janice, eat the rainbow. Yeah. Eat I love the rainbow. that. That's exactly. really that's yeah. That's a great tip, listeners. Let's keep it sexy eating the rainbow. <laughs> so this has been awesome. I'm so happy you came by and I wanted to make sure people could follow you and find you if they want to know more. So first of all, tell everyone where they can hear more about you or just follow your page. Absolutely. Okay. So you can find me at Aaron Salvetti on Instagram. And can Aaron, we s- can we spell that please mm-hmm. for the listeners? E R I N S A L V E T T I. And then you can find me at AaronSalvetti.com. Excellent advice. Excellent talk. And she has a great website. Love the content on her page. Go check out her page on Instagram. You'll definitely get lots of great workout tips and recipes and probably smile a little because she does some really cute dance videos with her daughter. So it's just a fun, it's a fun page. And thanks for being here. Thank you so much for having me. This was so fun. Yeah, we definitely, it was a good time talking to you. And I'm sure we could keep going, but I really appreciate all the info. It was awesome. Good. Thanks for having me. And thanks, sexy listeners. See you next time. Thank you for listening to another episode of Sexy in the Suburbs. Be sure to leave a review on iTunes and follow me on Instagram and TikTok at Laura Lombardo Official. Have a fabulous day. And until next time, keep it sexy.